Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of If You Know You Know, the show for Web3 creators and enthusiasts. I am your host, Belle, and each week I'm joined by a panel of experts to bring you the latest trends, opportunities, and perspectives from the creators who are shaping the future of technology and art. Nothing we ever say is financial advice, and it's always important for you to do your own research. If throughout the space you have any questions or comments, please request to speak or type it in the bottom right-hand corner chat, and we'll be checking that throughout the show. Today, my co-host is my partner in crime, NFT Fiend, the CEO of Halliday Labs and co-founder of NFT Girl. And of course, we're joined by Good Things Evangelist Engineer of MetaGood and OnChain Monkey. I am so excited to have this show. I'm going to tell you a personal story about my journey with um, OnChain Monkey so that everybody can laugh at me. But I do it for the sake of others. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Oh, man, it's the frustrating things of, you know, you just never know and in, in, in the journey of what I've had here in, in Web3. But I'm going to save that story for a little bit later. Good things. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you, Bill. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm super excited, you know, to, to speak with you today. Um, you know, we've got just an amazing community of people here. I can see a lot of familiar faces. Um, if everybody can do us a favor, hit the lower right hand corner, throw us a rise, throw your favorite OCM Genesis or Karma down there. Um, let's get this, this space is going, get some more folks in here, retweet the space. Um, yeah, thanks so much for having me, Bill. I'm, I'm really excited. Of course, man, you're my kind of speaker. Like you took it even before I said. I was about to say in a little bit, just a couple of seconds, I'm going to be pinning up a tweet here, guys, uh, giving everybody a chance to get in here. And then, yeah, if you could retweet it, that would be amazing. Um, and type some things on uh, here at the bottom of it. We always love that interactive and that engagement. NFT Fiend, how are you? I am well, GM, GM. Hey, everyone. GM, GM to everybody here. All right. It looks like we're getting a couple of more people in here. I'm going to go ahead and post up this tweet. Um, good, Just like getting it out of the way right now. Good things. We were going to have Amanda on here. Um, I know it didn't work out, but was looking forward to having her on here. And so just wanted to give you a chance. I know you're going to say something about her, her, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, Amanda Amanda is traveling right now. Um <laughs> Amanda is almost always traveling. Um she's she's probably um, you know, I think one of the biggest signals um that I always tell people to pay attention to because she is she is going all over the world all the time, you know, spreading our our um our message, um, you know, basically organizing partnerships, um, meeting with community members. Uh, she is our co-founder and chief operating officer and really, I think, you know, um, one of the great leaders of this space, you know, going out into the world and doing the work that it takes to build out a company and, and a, a, a worldwide community. Um, so, yeah, she's actually heading to Asprey uh, Studio in London. Super exciting event. Um, we partnered with Asprey uh, and Bugatti uh, to launch their um, upcoming collection on Bitcoin. And so they're having an event in their, um, their brand new studio that they've built, and they're going to have all kinds of uh, amazing collectors there. Um, you know, I think Seed Phrase will be there, um, I believe. I can't remember the other person, but there's several big collectors within the um, Asprey Studio community because they already have an ETH collection. And I see Jbrush down there. Um, Jbrush is one of our amazing community members. He's a Celestial, which there's only uh, ever going to be 20 of those. 
in our community. And um, he actually, I think, is is involved in that in some way. He's I think he's got on the um, the list for their upcoming Bugatti egg collection on Bitcoin. And I think he's going to be able to show some of his art, hopefully a uh, celestial, I, I would imagine, in that studio. So maybe we'll get him up on stage uh, later on and he can talk about that. But yeah, Amanda really wanted to be here. Um, I definitely would love to do this again and have her come on because she is an absolute legend uh, and a leader uh, of OCM and Metagood. We will absolutely make that happen. All right. So, I mean, you know, just another day. Bugatti, man, that's not that's not a, a, a name that you throw out there every day, right? I mean, that's really amazing. I want to talk about OCM, but um, I'm going to take this opportunity to, to ask just straight off the bat, how in the world did you guys get linked up with that? Yeah, so... Um, so- Ali John Walker, he's the uh, chief creative officer of Asprey Studio. And Asprey Studio is a partnership between Asprey of London and Bugatti. So Asprey of London is a 200-year-old company. I actually hadn't heard of them before because I'm not super, you know, I actually probably um, am not a normal consumer of such high-end luxury goods. That, you know, they've, they've done um, work for the royal family. I mean, they've, they've done amazing things. They're a 200-year-old company. And uh, Bugatti, obviously, uh, I think a lot of us have heard of. They're a 100-year-old company. And so between the two of them, you know, these are two of the oldest companies in the world known for producing the highest quality craft craftsmanship, you know, in the, in the goods that they produce. And, you know, they basically uh, saw uh, Danny, um, I think, speaking in a Twitter spaces about what we were doing uh, with our Genesis collection, what we have built with our Dimensions collection, which is upcoming and, um, you know, they, they had a meeting and, and Danny showed them our Dimensions collection and, and they were basically um, very excited to, to work with us. So we are their technology partner. Um, and yeah, there's, there's a lot more to come that I can't really go too far into, but um, there is a linkage between our Dimensions collection and their collection. And it's a, this is a very like innovative and important step for digital assets on Bitcoin and I think digital assets in general. So we're super excited. Um, you know, we've been Danny and and, um, and our co-founders, uh, Amanda Terry and Bill Ty. These are three people who have been building companies and building in crypto pretty much since the beginning. And so they have a reputation that um, I think speaks for itself once you kind of look at the work that they've done um, and what they've been involved in. So you know, I, I won't say it was like a no brainer, but I think, um, you know, once once uh, they they found out about what we were doing on Bitcoin, it just it pretty much, um, you know, it, it was pretty quickly that we were able to ink a partnership with them. So let's take a step back real quick, because I want to talk about I definitely want to talk about Bitcoin and and, you know, how OCM has embraced that. Um, and obviously Ordinals right now is the talk of the of the year or the talk of the century, if you will, in the NFT space and in Web3 in general. So absolutely, we need to talk about that. Um, but before we go any further, OCN, <clears throat> OCM, OnChain Monkey, and excuse me, everybody, I'm getting over a cold. So if you hear me clearing my voice, apologies, apologies, apologies right now. But we're going to get through it because this is an important conversation. And, um, you know, here for that, right? Here for it. So apologies in advance. But uh, bear with me for a second. So OnChain Monkey um, is an OG in the space and has done so much, in my opinion. Just one of the experts in the space that um, not only saw the the um, the importance and ordinals and you know what's going on in in Bitcoin, but took 
it from the very beginning and bringing something into the Web3 community that I'm going to argue had not been seen before. You guys have fantastic value, which is the rise that we see that everybody talks about, right? The core values are respect, integrity, sustainability, and enrichment. Those are not words that we get to see every day in the so-called degen, Web3, or crypto crypto bro culture that that people normally think about when they think about Web3 or NFTs. So um, do you want to talk a little bit about like the genesis of that and, and you know, the community behind OnChain Monkey? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I started off as a community member. And in fact, um, a lot of our team started off as community members. And, um, you know, I think this is a very rare thing, not just in NFTs, but just in the world as a whole. So my background, I, I, um, you know, I, used, I started my career at Boeing, spent about um, six years there. Then I moved into AWS, Amazon Web Services, spent a couple of years there. Um, I quit Amazon Web Services in 2019 uh, to pursue my master's degree in computer science at University of Washington. And there I worked with um, a lot of great people. I, we had a very small team of um, grad students and undergrads and a few high school students. We were building um, an AI application for um, structural biology. And so we got to work with um, people in the national science labs, all of the major universities, you know, Boston University, University of Chicago, Harvard, Stanford, um, UC San Diego. And so I worked with like a lot of, I, I think, really like high level people. Um, but the way in which those people um, came into those organizations, so, so different from how we built this team at Onchain Monkey and Metagood. Um, and it really is about the people with us. And I, I literally, uh, I was watching, so I, I got into to Bitcoin and Ethereum in, in 2017, just kind of as a degen. I, I started buying out of FOMO. I didn't know what I was buying. I just knew that, um, you know, it was, in my mind, it was worth buying. And I learned about it after the crash, like what it actually, what, what these systems are, what they're going to enable. And so when I came into um, NFTs, uh, or when, it, when the NFT bull run really started in 2021, I was watching for pretty much like nine months. And it wasn't until I found OnChain Monkey that I felt convicted enough to actually convert some of my Bitcoin and Ethereum into um, some of these NFTs. And it was so early on then, there was no definition around like, you know, Danny and the team weren't putting out a roadmap. Like everyone was putting out these roadmaps, which was similar to, in my mind, the ICO craze of 2017, you know, a new coin would launch and they would put out a white paper and that's all you had to go on. And, you know, there was a ton of promises that never got delivered. And so, you know, it wasn't about making promises. It was about basically setting a foundation for what was to come. And one of the first things Danny did, um, you know, I think in like a week or so after the mint, he was in Discord constantly. Um, you could talk to Danny like all hours of the day. And he would even hop on voice chat with us. We were just community members. We were just anonymous people who had bought his tokens. But he spent a lot of time with us. And he came in one day and said, you know, we were we met as a team and we think uh, organizational values are really important. And these are the values that we that we want to you know, use to represent our community um, and this this very long term vision that we have for building out this ecosystem. And he put out the rise values and it was like pretty much unanimous. Like there was no one in the discord that was like, no, I don't like that or no, I don't want that. It was we all just started saying rise and um, it became it became really the foundation for everything that we build, you know, our, our ethos, uh, our philosophy, 
uh, aligns completely with those values, respect, integrity, sustainability, and enrichment. And so as a company, that is what drives all of the products that we create um, for our members. Uh, everything that we build has to be of the highest quality, it has to be something that will last forever. Uh, because when you put something on chain, as long as the network is up, it should be it should be there forever. And so um, and it, it goes into the community as well. Right. Like so we have this amazing community of people. I see a lot of them in here right now. And I think the reason that we we're able to attract these folks, it's not about money. You know, we, we are absolutely about generating wealth, you know, financial wealth for our community through the assets that we build and deliver. But more than anything, um, it's about building out uh, a positive force in the world. So not just in the crypto industry, but in the world at large. And I think maybe we'll get into some of the things we've done as a community so far. But those values um, couldn't be more of an important foundation for what OnChain Monkey is and what it will be in the future. I can actually attest to that, to, to the fact that Danny was in there in Discord in day one. And I can tell you that I know that because I actually minted to OCMs um, and, and I was an idiot and then sold them. So if you know anything about me, guys, then you know that my, my story in, in Web3 has been twofold, right? I've always been on the NFT girl side, which is very art focused and very about the creator and about the, you know, the, the collector side of it. Um, but also I am a single mom and I, I always talk about how Web3 opportunities um, are here to get got basically. And um, I did a lot of trading in my, it, it, like a long time ago. This seems like forever ago, right? Um, but I got in and didn't do, I suppose, enough research and thought that, you know, as a single mom, I got to bring home the bacon. And this was such a fantastic opportunity to be able to sell it and to make and to make some money off of it. And so I did. And now fast forward, you know, I guess almost two years later and I now like completely became uh, you know, a, a, a full-time Web3 participant. And I can tell you just off the back of my hand, the communities that I admire and not just because they are creating opportunities for others, but because of what they stand and stand for. And on Team Monkey, I can attest to the fact that they really do, uh, Danny really did create a community that is unlike any other ones. When you go to OCM, good things. When you go to OCM into the what into the Twitter account, it says on there, OCM is a passport to wealthy digital to the wealthy digital nation. And I did a little bit of research, right? And it says that wealth includes physical health, social connectivity, and impact. And it is so um, so clear that that is what the community stands for. So I don't want to spend too much time, you know, um, shilling you guys and, and, and say that you are the very best one, uh, et cetera, because equal opportunity to everyone that I invite onto the show. That's just the way that we roll here. But this is one that I can personally attest to say, you know, you, you really do um, not just talk about it, but live it and demonstrate it, et cetera. So I'd love to, if you want to dive into, you know, what are some things that you, that um, from the social impact part of OCM uh, before we get into the conversation of like Bitcoin ordinals, which I really want to get to, but give you an opportunity to talk about what OCM has done on that side. Yeah, absolutely. So um, right away, I, I think it was in like the first month 
uh, one of our one of our like just amazing members goes by Pollyann or Polly Nice. Um, they uh, they they hit up Danny and they said because Danny talked about right away how we were going to be focused on doing impact as well as like he made it very clear um, all of them Danny Amanda Bill they, they got on spaces quite a bit in the first couple of weeks and they made it clear that Metagood is a for-profit company. We are, we are not a, a nonprofit. We're not a charity. Um, and it speaks to the sustainability uh, value in Rise because in order to do the most good, you have to have sustainable um, revenue. Like nonprofits are, are a, like, you know, I'm not an expert on nonprofits, but it's a very difficult model when you have to continuously uh, go and ask for money, um, you know, every year, every quarter, whatever it is. To be able to sustain, you know, the, the good that you're doing in the world, it's just it's just a fact. Like it's a very difficult thing to do, and so in order to to kind of do the most good, um, they made it clear that we were going to be a for-profit entity, and um, you know, right away, um, this member hit up Danny and said, "Hey, I, I want to be I want to be one of the first people to 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 use my wealth to do some good." And so they had a, a pretty rare monkey. It's known as a naked fur monkey. Um, it means it has no clothes, no hat, no earring. If you see NFT only down there, he's kind of like the the king of the nakeds. Um, but but basically, this person put up um, a, a, one of their rare monkeys for auction, and immediately um, Charlie Lee, who's an investor and good friend of Danny, uh, is also the creator of Litecoin. Um, he started bidding on it, and then Roham, who's the CEO of Dapper Labs, who's also an investor and good friends. Uh, with Danny, Amanda, and Bill um, also started bidding. And then some folks might remember that some uh, some anonymous uh, DGen named Snot Boogie, that's me, um, I started bidding as well because I talked with my friend. Um, you know, I saw, we saw this auction. I was like, how crazy is this? That, that literally like I'm just a normal anonymous person and I can bid against Roham and Charlie Lee. Like this, I may never get this chance again. So I started bidding against them and Eventually, the bids, the winning bid from Roham was, I think, around 12.5 Ethereum, which at the time was um, was over $30,000. I think it was almost 40 grand. Um, And we took that money and we donated it um, to a a really amazing organization that Bill is also part of uh, helping with uh, called Giga Connect. This is a a, a, um, organization that has partnered with the United Nations um, and their base, their mission is to connect um, all everybody in the world to the internet. And they're focused on, you know, on developing nations, uh, places that don't have internet connection and focused on, on schools. So to us, you know, and all of us in the OCM, it was an amazing initiative just started by one of our community members. And this was in the first month of the, of what we used to call the project, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't categorize us as a NFT project at this point. Um, but um, then I think fast forward to, like to a month later, almost two months later uh, on Thanksgiving, um, the team, you know, Amanda, Danny, and Bill, they got a, a sort of a, a signal sent to them through the network that they're that they have. Um, there's a National Geographic photographer named Steve McCurry. Uh, he took this. Uh, he's taken many iconic photos, but he took the iconic photo of Afghan girl, um, a woman named Sharbat Gula. So if you've ever seen the the 1984 cover um, of this girl with you know these amazing green eyes it's just a, it's one of the most iconic photos i think in in human history but uh, this person was in danger in afghanistan because uh, the taliban had just retaken um afghanistan and 
And she had signaled to some folks in her network um, that she wanted to get her family out of Afghanistan. So we got that signal. Um, they needed they needed money like immediately because it, it was like an emergency rescue mission. And so because we are a crypto based company, we were able to send Ethereum um, through the network. Um, there's, a, there's an organization called Future Brilliance run by a woman named Sophia Swire, just an amazing, amazing person. Um, this was all organized within 24 hours and, and um, Sharpagula and her family were evacuated to Italy um, all because of, you know, basically this network that um, was able to move super fast. Um, you know, we, we fast forward to like, I think maybe like three or four months later when um, Ukraine invaded, um, or sorry, uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. Uh, we stopped all of our production activities, what we were working on, and we created a, a charity collection called OCM Earth. So in like five days, start to finish, we created this collection, launched it. We told our community that it was purely for charity. So there was no expectations of, you know, utility or, or anything of that sort. And we were able to raise $175,000. We donated it to um, Save the Children, who then, um, you know, did use that money to do um, impact work for uh, children in Ukraine. So these are a few of the things. Uh, I mean, there's there's actually a long a long list of things we've done, but those are those are the kind of the first big things we did um, right away. And and to us, that was a very strong signal, both as a company and a community, of the kind of things that that we want to see in the world and the kind of things that we're going to work together to to build this kind of network that can do these things at scale. That is amazing. I I had no idea about that story, but it's like feels good on a personal level, but also on a professional level. It just tells me that we're in the right space, right? That we're doing exactly what we should be doing. I can tell you from um, from a Latina standpoint, like I have these conversations with my with my family members, you know, I think taking it back to, to Bitcoin and cryptocurrency just in general and the, and the utility that comes with it and, and really part of the reason that you even started, right? Um, decentralization and, and, and like taking the middleman outside of the picture and being able to send money at my convenience, you know, as fast as humanly possible to the other person without any interruptions in a way that is on chain, in a way that, that I can see it in a, in a way that is transparent in the way that, you know, is for good use, right? Um, uh, in a way that is uh, anonymous. Like there's a whole laundry list that we can talk about that. And um, being from another country, it's so important. Those kind of things in which, um, you know, there's so many of us here in the United States um, that send money back into to families. So, so it, it hits me on a different level in that it is something that we personally can can utilize, but also as an industry, the possibilities of being able to scale it to different use cases is um, uh, limitless, right? I don't know. NFT, Fien, I want to throw it to you because I think that I have a feeling that you, you know, can relate to that. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think that's the thing, right? Especially as it pertains to Bitcoin. So not too long ago, there was this idea that when looking at Bitcoin, that there were only a few things that you could do. You can invest in Bitcoin. You could, you know, become a miner. Maybe there was something related to just the payment processing aspect of it and looking at the Lightning Network. But now there's just like a whole new world. There's this idea that Bitcoin is scalable, that it has been unlocked, and that this will create 
new types of opportunities, maybe akin to what we're seeing on the Ethereum side. There's a lot of hope. There's a lot of ingenuity occurring. So I really love the space. I've always loved the space ever since 2017. Actually, I first saw it in 2015 around there. I just wasn't sure how to buy it and if I should. But being in it for so long, you can kind of see patterns developing. And I think that right now we're at the stage with Bitcoin, especially as it relates to ordinals, especially as it relates to BRC and other components to where now we're kind of early when you compare it to the ability of what we just saw with Ethereum, being able to scale it, being able to create more opportunities from it to be a solo entrepreneur. I just love the space that we're in right now and Ordinals speaking about um, the ability to, I'm not sure if a lot of people know this, but as it pertains to just even BRC20s, if you deploy a contract, you actually can get a royalty from doing so. So there's just all these little nuances and new opportunities. And I think that ordinals, that that was the thing that really set it off. And you can just look at the number of inscriptions. And those who have already been building within that space as well, who have been early to ordinals, that you know, there's they're being seen as the OGs. And I think even with, you know, on-chain monkeys, you guys were one of the first ones to actually inscribe on ordinals. Is that correct? Yeah, so we we inscribed our Genesis collection in inscription twenty twenty one nine. Um so you know in, in some sense like um there's already you know twenty thousand inscriptions before us. Um, but what we did is, I think, um, revolutionary, um, extremely innovative and very different from what other people were doing and, and what the what the majority of, of folks are doing uh, when they inscribe. So um, prior to our inscription, everybody was inscribing um, data just, you know, in a, in a single inscription, sort of like one asset at a time, whether it was an image, um, a file, you know, some people inscribed like video games. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff on there. Um, but, you know, Danny and our team, um, they are definitely visionaries and they're looking towards the future always. And again, doing things of the highest quality. And so we, we chose not to inscribe our Genesis collection, like one inscription, one image. We did all 10,000 images in a single inscription. And the way we did this is using code. Um, and we were able to do it very quickly because basically we had already done it back in September, 2021, when Danny deployed uh, Genesis on Ethereum. It became the, uh, the first 10K PFP collection in a single Ethereum transaction. Um, that was September 11th, 2021. So, you know, Almost two years ago, um, Danny had the foresight um, to do that on Ethereum. And because of that, you know, when ordinals came about, he saw, you know, basically because of his background in Bitcoin um, and building in this space for over a decade, you know, he understood right away um, the value of, of doing so. And so they just they moved very quickly um, and inscribed the entire collection. And then we actually announced yesterday um, and this was previously not known because we hadn't we hadn't announced it before, but we inscribed our Dimensions collection, which is coming up um, shortly after Genesis. So that was also inscribed in February. I can't give the inscription number uh, because we haven't revealed that yet. Um, but basically, like in very quick order, uh, Danny made moves to to basically um, 
move the space forward in a way that um, I think is going to be once we reveal how how this how this works and we'll be doing so I think in the next week um, it's going to be it's going to be a big big um, I think reveal of what what these two collections represent because it's not just about um, producing NFT art it's about producing scalable solutions scalable applications on the the most important blockchain. So Danny is definitely not a stranger to that. You mentioned that he's been in the space for 10 years. Fun fact, he actually founded Stanford Bitcoin Meetup, right? And the largest uh, cryptocurrency exchange in Taiwan. I mean, he's definitely been around the block in this space. Um, uh, very incredible and um, and OG, as OG can get, right? I would say. So that that's really, really cool. It doesn't surprise me at all that then... Uh, Auntie Monkey would be able to like immediately catch on and and jump on the opportunity and embrace it because that is the technology that uh, Danny has been on for many, many years, much longer than a lot of us have. So, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Um, OCM Dimensions. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so OCM Dimensions, uh, it's it really is a, a revolutionary um, uh, collection of art. As well as, like I said, it's 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 uh it goes a little bit deeper than that. Um, and I, I I'm I'm really kind of like uh, trying to toe the line because we do have this don't, important. Don't don't. I mean, it's fine. You know, we're all close friends here. There's only five <laughs> yeah. of us. It's not a big deal. You can totally you totally get us. <laughs> totally. What happens here stays here. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. What happens in recorded Twitter spaces with uh, I think we got like 60, 70 people in here. Absolutely. Um, now but no, you know why we call it. If you know, you know, right? There we go. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, it's um, dimensions is it's a groundbreaking collection, right? So. Again, what you see, uh, the bulk of, it, it's actually really interesting, the bulk of inscriptions on Bitcoin. So we just hit 10 million the other day. They're actually text files. So they're not even image files. So that should that should signal to people right away that some, what's happening on Bitcoin is very different from what happened on Ethereum or Solana or any anywhere else. Um, and so, um, you know, we've got, uh, we've got all these like two-dimensional images that's what people are trading on magic eden and and you know gamma and a lot of the other marketplaces um dimensions is 3d uh 3d animated art and it's also interactive so there's some special attributes for the most rare uh dimensions like the laser eyes um like uh like the gold fur the alien fur if people have seen the preview or the uh, trailers you can see that there's gold uh silver coins for the a alien gold coins for the fur or gold, uh, yeah, for the gold fur, um, and these can actually be turned off and on. Um, you can you can regenerate them, you know, because it's it's all it's all just code. So not only is it like amazing, like in a, in an Ordinals Explorer, you're not looking at like an image file. You're looking at code that's being generated live on chain on layer one Bitcoin. Like it's it truly is revolutionary, um, and it's gonna we call it the seed of a great many things that are coming on Bitcoin because um, as I as I keep alluding to, like there's something much bigger uh, that we haven't really revealed yet that is really, I think, um, marks an incredible revolution for digital assets, uh, not just in, in Bitcoin, but in general, because uh, we're, we're basically enabling things that are that haven't been possible before and that I think a great many things are going to be built upon. 
Um, and, you know, this is part, this has to deal with our Asprey Bugatti partnership as well. They're going to be, there's a relationship between Dimensions and the Asprey Bugatti egg collection as well. Man, I wish I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> so I, not to, not to shill another spaces, cause this one, I mean, frankly, any spaces where it's just me talking, I know I, I, I'm, I'm all about that. Um, but no, Danny is going to be on spaces with Memeland um, and nine gag CEO later tonight. Um, and he's actually going to be, he's going to drop some alpha about this and we'll have some stuff I think coming in the next week. Like I said, that, that will explain all of this very clearly. Um, so yeah, definitely stay tuned. I have a feeling that this is going to spark a new type of movement that other, other projects or people will take a look at this and say, okay, so now we see what's possible. Okay. So let's try to do the same thing too. But you guys are the OGs coming out first. I love it. Yeah, it actually goes, goes, you're, you're definitely right there. Like we, we always, everything that we do, you know, we want to inspire others. Um, you know, I always say like, we're not out to be a monopoly. And, and frankly, like, I don't think the industry is structured in a way that there will be any monopolies. Like it's incredibly competitive and it's anyone's game. Like it's still very much an open field from my perspective. But what we want to do is build things that first provide value to our members and second, you know, provide value to the space so that like we can inspire others um, to build in a way that is that aligns with our values, because I think those those values are universal to human beings you know, respect, integrity, sustainability, enrichment. You know, I, I loved what, um, you know, what Bell was saying at the beginning, how like these are not values that are that are really seen very often in the space. And it, it's not that I love that that's the case, but I love that you recognize that because that is what we all recognize very early on in OCM. That's, that's why I, I dropped what I was doing. You know, I was studying AI, like I said, um, and working on this really cool research project in my, in my graduate program. And I actually, I didn't complete my, my program. I was about two months out and I talked with Danny and, and he was like, you know, you probably should finish your degree. Uh, you can come back to us when you're done in a, in a couple months or whatever. And I, I just basically made the call. Like, you know, I wanted to get on board this rocket ship, not because I was trying to make a million dollars, but because I knew that these founders and this community that was there from day one, that they were going to build something that was super important and that we actually did have the chance to change the world with this. Um, I basically knew that right, right away. I mean, I had that conviction and folks who know me know that that's true. I, I bought a lot of Genesis right away. And then once I was done buying Genesis because I had bought so many, I was like, I need, I need more exposure. I need to be more involved. So that's when I approached Danny to join the team. But, um, you know, we, we really do, I think, have this opportunity to change the world with this technology and you're not going to do it alone. It's not going to be one company or one community. It has to be an actual movement. It has to be like basically the greatest network that's ever been built. And, and, you know, from, for my role at the company and the community, that that's like, that's my big thing. You know, the people are the alpha. We have to find the best people, not just in this space, but in the world. And we need to connect them. I think that was the original goal of the World Wide web um, and the internet in general. And, and I think we're, we're finally like on the cusp of making that possible using this technology. Yeah, I'm all about that ethos. And I feel that, you know, a company such as yourself, um, what you have, you only come up with those types of values if you have a long term plan and a goal and you're trying to do some really big things. So hats off to you guys. I love what you said, um, because, you know, this is a movement I can see. Um, 
two things. OCM has created a movement in and of itself and, you know, almost a, a, a mini cult of people, of creators, of, of um, inspired participants who collectively do so much more than they could individually, which I think is what makes a movement as incredible, you know, and as um, inspiring as it can be. Um, Ordinals brings a, dish, a different dimension to it. Excuse the pun on that, right? But it does bring a completely different dimension on it. Uh, good things. I, I spoke to you on the non-financial advice. Uh, I'm actually one of the the panel speakers there um, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And every time that you join us, you always, first of all, you always spit alpha. I'm always super impressed on everything that you say. Um, and I also know that not just when it comes to on-chain monkey, but just on on ordinals and on uh, BRC20 and everything that's going on, you know, that that's popping right now and popular right now, you are on it. And we've had conversations on the other side of that, on other Twitter spaces of how this is an incredible movement. And there's also a huge cultural difference, right? It's onboarding via ordinals. It is onboarding so many people that never thought that they would even entertain the NFT space or digital art, if you will, or anything that had to do, you know, with with um, adding elements to Bitcoin that that made it unclean if you will that made it any different than what it was and so you see a lot of resistance through that um and now you see a lot of people changing their mind now you see a lot of people onboarding now you see a lot of these you know um uh conversations happening of how it's almost like a different group of people that are being onboarded and accepting this and so i want to ask you um Having been a person watching this from inside on Chain Monkey and then also just a market participant, what has been your experience, you know, as it relates to day one ordinal start coming on the block and you see like this, this, um, this, this culture or this movement um, coming on and the differences of like where we were four months ago versus, you know, where we are now and the importance of uh, continuing that. Yeah, and thank you so much for for the kind words. Um, you know, I've I've just I think like interacted with you for the first time in the last couple of days, and and honestly, the way that that you carry yourself, the the way that you look at the space, and um, the same with with NFT Fiend, it's really an honor to meet you guys. Um, I, I think um, I think people, you know, are are slowly but surely starting to connect, like I was saying, um, in a very organic way, and. The most important things that have happened in human history, they, they don't happen like like sometimes there's this spark and, and all of a sudden, you know, it's just like the world changes like in the snap of a finger. But it's actually when you go to look back at things, you, you work backwards from the innovation. Um, you always find that there's a long history of, you know, basically small groups of people um, that connected and, and made, you know, iterative steps. And, you know, I said back in February um, on one of the first times I was on the Ordinal show with Trevor and Leo and, and Jan, um, you know, I, I don't think we at the time, nobody understood exactly what was about to happen, but we knew something that had, we knew something had happened. And I always liken it to, um, you know, kind of the, the spark of GPU accelerated uh, AI, which that happened around 2011. It was like the first 
time that uh, one of the most uh, like uh, well-attended, most sought-after AI contests was won by a team that used GPUs to accelerate their algorithm. This basically led other people to realize that they could also use GPUs. This was existing technology, so it wasn't like some brand new innovation. But um, that led to the current AI wave that we're experiencing over the last decade. And we're in this phase of, of, of the world of human history where I think everything, it's, it, I call it like the age of exponentialism. Everything is happening at an exponential pace because of things like AI, because of things like blockchain, uh, because of things like the, the pandemic that we just went through. Like these are all uh, things that are, they, they, they um, accelerate at an exponential pace, which humans are not used to. You know, we're very much used to linear growth, like very sort of like slow, gradual, but our world is changing so damn fast. And so, you know, with something like ordinals, it wasn't there and then it was. And all of a sudden that opened up a new, um, really a new field of applications, like software applications that can be built on, on Bitcoin, which is in itself um, probably one of the most, if not the most um, important like computing applications um, in human history. And that's a very big thing to say, but Bitcoin really is um, this innovation that the world hasn't really appreciated yet. It's, it's the most decentralized, most secure system that's ever existed. And the reason that's important is because we live in a world where, you know, all of our computing systems are not secure. Over the last, like, probably two decades, we have seen so many companies, so many organizations be hacked. I mean, like, our, our governments are not safe, right? And so to have a system where you can't hack it and it's open and available to everyone, there's never been anything like that prior to Bitcoin. And for the longest time, it was just used for normal financial transactions, which in itself is a very powerful thing. I mean, that 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 in of itself got, um, you know, basically the largest institutions in the world to start paying attention and many of them to actually start accumulating Bitcoin. Uh, but now we have the ability to create um, these non-fungible digital assets starting with art, um, but it's going to open up um, it's going to open up a wide field of applications. And, you know, people like Michael Saylor, very quick to understand this. Um, you know, when we talked with him, he wasn't talking about art NFTs. He was talking about um, enterprise and security applications. And so, yeah, there's 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 so much um, that is coming from this. And I'm just really excited that like I get to be some part of it and that our community uh, the OCMs are our first adopters of this and that, um, you know, basically, I think we're going to meet we're going to meet people that we would have never met otherwise. And that is going to lead to a lot of positive things. It's going to lead to a lot of um, great businesses that will be built, great relationships. And I think a lot of um, I like a lot of impact work because I am I am an eternal optimist. I mean, <laughs> my name is good things, um, but I, I do think like no matter what, I, the, I've, I've met a lot of different people in a lot of different industries and fields. You know, I've traveled around quite a bit in, in my time. And, and there's a universal thing with human beings. Like, they, we want to see good in the world, regardless of our political views, our religious views, you know, philosophical views. When you really cut down to it, there's, there's very few humans alive that don't want to make the world better. And now we're about to see a level of connection um, and, and networks that never existed before. And that's going to that's gonna produce, I think, um, just unprecedented uh, prosperity for a lot of people. Boom. I love everything that you just said. A hundred percent. You're so right to the core of it. People just want to see, see good and be good, really, truly. 
you know, um, as as much as shit goes around the world, at the end of the day, everybody just wants people to be good and see good things and feel good. You said so many things about Bitcoin and the innovation there, and you are speaking NFT fiends language right there. I almost had to be like, yo, are you hearing this? I know you are. I know you're like bursting at the seam to be able to say something. So go ahead. This is like your baby. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, just starting with the ethos and then just the core of focusing on doing good, helping others, wag me, you know, that's I think that's a term that I think we need to bring back, you know, now it's toxic wag me and we can't talk about that. It's, you know, it's negative, you know, I don't really believe in all that. Um, but that aside, you know, when we look at Bitcoin and I actually heard a um, I forget who Danny was speaking to. It wasn't too long ago, but he was talking about the implications of just the growth that we're seeing right now with Bitcoin and um, everyone focusing on it. And of course, it's leading to higher transaction fees. And uh, he spoke that that's going to continue to increase to where the price of the inscription fee might actually be higher than what's actually being inscribed. So I was just wondering from your perspective, if you could kind of maybe fast forward two years. So let's say 2025 when, you know, if you look at the Bitcoin um, cycles, the four year cycles, if you believe in that thing, then 2025 is the peak of the next Bitcoin rally. As it relates to tech that's, that's being built on top of ordinals, on top of us being able to unlock Bitcoin now, what do you think will be? What do you think will be some of the applications that will be created and what are you the most excited about? Yeah, I think, I mean, that's that's a really important question. Um, at first, just to touch on, on the fees. So, yeah, I mean, Danny is, um, he understands this stuff at a level that, like most most human beings don't and it's and it's just because he's been working in it for so long um you know he's built several companies um in fact it was really cool he did a uh, a, an interview um at, at consensus with uh with coindesk and they just released it i think last week and they were celebrating their 10-year anniversary and they're like they're like we're actually celebrating um you know your anniversary danny because danny created mycoin uh, the largest cryptocurrency exchange in taiwan in 2013 the same year that coindesk was founded so it's pretty crazy if you think about it um there's i don't think there's anybody else um, building in the nft space that um you know that has been here um that has done the things that danny's done and you know it's not to say like oh danny is supreme like he's actually one of the most uh, humble people i've ever met and it's a really it's just an absolute honor to be working with him um, but it's just, it goes to show, you know, basically like that he, he understands this stuff at a very, very deep level. And so he's always thinking towards the future. And what he says in the clip that I, that I shared above is basically like those fees are going to go exponential. And so Bitcoin is not going to be a system that is going to be available to the masses like Ethereum or Solana is. Um, and that's, that's actually a really good thing. Like it's not intended to do that. Um, and so only the most, only the highest value uh, assets are going to be there. It's it's like the most expensive digital real estate in history. And so the types of applications that would be built in the future, they were going to be extremely high value applications because frankly, it's, you're going to have to pay for it. You're going to have to 
basically put your money and your conviction into what you're inscribing on Bitcoin um, in order to justify paying for it. Um, I still think there probably will be some some degen moves because there's a lot of like people who have a shit ton of Bitcoin out there and, and they may they may do some some stunts. Um, but the types of applications that are coming, uh, these are going to be the probably the most important applications in history. And that's what really excites me is I came into this. Um, you know, I came into NFTs literally for the technology. I didn't know anything about. Uh, well, I would say I, I didn't know much about art. And to be honest, like not to offend anybody, but um, most of what I saw wasn't art. It was like design um, and very cool design. But there's a very for me, there's a distinction between sort of like true art, which is which moves a person, which which um, makes them, you know, impacts them in a meaningful way. And and sort of the, uh, the the design work that was being sold, you know, as like sort of more of a commodity, um, which is totally fine. But I just kind of for me personally, I make that distinction. And so I think what we're going to see on Bitcoin is actually like the highest value digital art that's ever existed. Um, you know, I'm very confident in, in our collections being so early and being so significant. Um, but yeah, I think there's going to be amazing computing applications. And yeah, just stay tuned because <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about uh, how that relates to what we've done um, in the next week or so. Can I ask you a difficult question? 100%. So if that's the case, then my spotty sensors are going off and they're telling me that perhaps all of the digital art that I have, collectibles, et cetera, that I should migrate that over to the Bitcoin side. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so Danny was, um, he was on Rug Radio with uh, David Bailey, who's the head of Bitcoin Magazine. Um, and Udi Wertheimer, who I think most folks probably know is, is sort of the grand wizard of Bitcoin at this point. Um, and uh, maybe grand wizard's not the right term, but he's, he's an amazing uh, magician, you know, spreading the, spreading the, uh, the, the Bitcoin, the ordinals um, ecosystem. Um, but uh, they were on stage and, and Danny said something that kind of made, kind of made me like, like uh, go, oh shit, I don't know if you should have said that, Danny, but he basically said, um, inscribing right now is basically free. So people should be inscribing like crazy right now because of how exponential the price to inscribe in the future is going to go. So um, it's not as simple as just like taking everything you own right now and porting it over because it already is a premium. But his point is that where this is headed, like we will look back at this time and this will be a historic like, you know, like entry point to be able to put stuff on Bitcoin. It's, it's going to be very prohibitive cost wise in the future. That's pretty deep. Yeah, it really is. It, uh, you know, good things. One of the things that, that I've seen about you, I think, is that, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, how deep are you into this ordinals? Do you have a lot of other ones? Have you inscribed anything yet? So I, so I, you know, I got to admit, um, so I came in as a software engineer. Uh, that was my first role at Metagood. And I did that for about nine months. And then, you know, I got into this role uh, called the evangelist. And so now I do a lot of different things each day, um, but I'm not coding anymore, which to, in some ways, like I really miss it. Um, but in other ways, like, you know, I'm very fortunate to be doing the job that I'm doing, which I really, really enjoy. Um, but yeah, I, I basically, um, I'm leaving a lot of the technical exploration to our engineering team as I help, you know, on my side of things, which is more focused around marketing, um, strategy, community building, um, that kind of stuff. But I do, I do own, um, 
you know, a few ordinals um, and I'm interested in getting more, but, you know, after going through sort of like the ICO craze, after going through NFT bull market, you know, I've got a, I've got a, a, a wallet full of stuff that probably should be hidden. Um, and so I'm, I'm being more cautious this time around. Um, even though what I'm saying, you know, is like right now it's, it's still much more expensive to put stuff on Bitcoin than it is, um, you know, for, for Ethereum, it's, it's still, I think I would advise people like, you know, don't be in a rush to buy, be in a rush to learn. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm basically learning at the same time as everybody else. And, and that's the, the overall overarching message i like to send is we are all super, super early. Uh, we've been saying that since, since, I mean, they've been saying it since before I got in, but I definitely felt that in 2017. I felt that in 2021 and I don't think it's ever been truer. Um, if you are aware of the ordinals protocol and, and Bitcoin, like you are ahead of the curve, like we all are. And so there's this massive opportunity for us all to work together, collaborate and actually make this, make this what we want it to be. Right. Like we didn't have that opportunity on Ethereum, um, because it was just the barrier to entry was so low. You know, I, I remember people just like talking in GCs or in discords about like, I'm going to launch this, I'm going to launch that. And they're just outsourcing, you know, their, their, all of the work to people who frankly, like probably aren't getting paid very well and, and really don't have no idea where their work is actually going. And it was all centered around cash grabs, basically. Um, this is an opportunity to change our industry, to change the face of what it means to be working in cryptocurrency, in, in NFTs. Um, and I'm very much looking forward to that. I think, I think this is a point in time where it matters that you understand the technology and it's going to be prohibitive to people who don't. And I think that's a really good filter. Completely agree with you. I think that you said it really, really well. I want to open up the floor to if anybody has any questions, hop up here, just request to speak and I'll bring you up here in just a second. Um, in the meantime, good things. I think that the market agrees with you, right? I think that the market agrees with you that that ordinals is um, an opportunity to do things different and to change the culture in the way that we want to. Um, and we've seen that across so many. So, it, it you know, there, there are so many valid um, people building in the space. You already mentioned a couple of them uh, doing amazing things in the space, but even on OCM dimensions. So the, the collection is 300. Um, but you had to apply for it. And you guys received over 6,000 applications for it, right? So, um, I mean, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, I can remember a time when um, just a few weeks ago, nobody really knew about OSAM Dimensions. Um, you know, Danny and the team, they, they knew what they were doing. You know, like I saw early iterations of, of the artwork and we have... Um, I would say we have a world-class engineering product and art team. Our artists, um, you know, they, they have a background in like some of the best, some, some of the biggest um, Disney films of, of the last several years, as well as uh, other amazing um, uh, animation work on, on big Hollywood production movies. Um, and so, you know, they, they paired up with our engineering team and they iterated and they created this incredible artwork um, and so I knew that I, I, we were watching, um, you know, what was being inscribed and what people, what the market was being excited about. You know, I think it really first started with um, the earliest inscriptions, like sub 10K was a big kind of like, um, you know, that's a, that was a big thing for the market. 
Um, and then the Bitcoin punks started started inscribing. And once those, um, and, you know, they were all inscribed, that became like a quick thing that people were excited about. Um, and then you had, I think, Frank to Gods, you had uh, you had the, uh, the the Bitcoin apes, like you had a number of things that kind of caught the zeitgeist um, very early on, very quickly. Um, but I, when I looked at what we were doing with dimensions, um, even before I understood, you know, kind of what I keep alluding to, that it's much deeper than just the artwork. Um, the artwork itself is is world class um, because of the team that we have. And so I knew once people saw that, um, and we, you know, our art team, they put out some amazing trailers. Um, it, I just knew that that basically, like, it was going to be high demand. Um, but really, it was amazing uh, when we were in Bitcoin Miami, you know, four or five days of, of these events with all these incredible builders and people who are ordinals, collectors, artists. You know, we, we talked with so many of them. And when they found out about Dimensions, you know, they were very eager to get on the list. Um, and I think we've collected, you know, like we've invited and, and, and been able to, to get uh, some of the best people in the space on this 300 list. And the idea behind it was to get the, the best people in the space to join our community um, as collectors. It's, it's, not a, um, it's not a membership, uh, you know, um, asset. It, it's purely art. Um, and so, you know, I, I think it's super exciting to, to be able to expand our community in the way that we're doing. The 6,000, you know, plus, um, it's, it's been overwhelming in, in some ways because, like, it's, we're really, uh, you know, happy to see that that the, the product that we put out is, is in such high demand. At the same time, there's so many um, amazing existing OCMs um, that I would love to have in the 300, but we just can't accommodate everybody while trying to expand the community through this collection. Um, but there is, there is an additional, so the max supply of, of dimensions is gonna be 2,500. The first 300 are going straight to Bitcoin. So that's a very sort of exclusive uh, set, very special. It's based on um, Genesis monkeys that our company owns. So these have never been traded. And there's about close to 50, um, like what I would call grail monkeys. So if you're minting one of these 300, you have like a very good chance of getting a grail. And if you, if anyone's ever looked at our collection, like to get like a gold fur, alien fur, laser eyes, like, I don't know what the floors are, but they're, they're cost prohibitive. Like, you know, gold fur, you usually can't get for cheaper than 20 to 30 ETH. There's usually none listed. So Dimensions 300 is definitely, um, you know, it's a hot, hot uh, group of people that that are that are that we've curated there. And there's, I think, going to be high demand um, on secondary. But we are providing uh, an additional 2000 Ethereum NFTs that can be burned with a Genesis to get a Dimensions. Um, and that will be available to our OCM members. So if you're not in the 300, uh, the best chance you have at getting a Dimensions uh, other than on secondary is to um get yourself a Genesis, get yourself a Karma, or get yourself a set, which is a, a Genesis plus a Karma 1 and a Karma 2, and you'll have a very good chance um, at getting one of these Ethereum NFTs that can then be used to create a Dimensions on Bitcoin. I'm getting a lot of DMs asking if they can still sign up or apply. So the application uh, window closed for the 300 last Friday. So I think believe that was May 26 at 11:59 p.m. Um, you know our our website still does enable people to apply. Um, you know I, I I wouldn't say don't apply, but the to get on the 300 that list is closed. We're going to announce the the remaining uh, or the full list of 300 tomorrow. Um, but there is also a wait list um, that people have have uh, been put on if they didn't get into the 300. 
Um, and I would just say, you know, in general, um, just stick with us. Like we, we are a, a community that's very open. Um, this is not, you know, this, this is not the only thing we're going to be launching this year. And, um, you know, I would say Karma is a very affordable entry. Um, you know, I'm, I've been a collector of NFTs for almost two years. I've seen, you know, I've seen like the price swings. I've seen, you know, sort of like certain things that were just sitting there in plain sight. Um, and I would say Karma is probably one of the best values in this market because it gets you a membership into the wealthy digital nation. It gets you into this amazing network of not only our team, but this incredible group of people, many of them you see in this room right now. Um, I don't know what the floor is at, but um, it's usually quite, quite affordable compared to the rest of the market. That's the real alpha. I always tell people that if they're looking to get into a community to start with the lowest hanging fruit, right? To start, There's always a companion NFT. There's always one that is lower priced than the original one. And most of the time it comes with the same access and utility for it. It's just a different version of it. So definitely that's real alpha. Good things. You mentioned someone in your community. You actually mentioned two people in your community that I would love to bring up. Um, do you do you want to remind me their names and I can send them an invitation or just just request to speak up? I'd love to get their perspective also. Yeah, I mean, I see a, I see a lot of our amazing community members. So whoever's available, definitely come up. I see JBrush, uh, NFT only, uh, Rosen. Uh, we got Mandy down there. We got Brian, uh, Mr. Mahogany, uh, Conquistador. I mean, I could just, they could do this all day because all these, all these people are amazing. JD. Um, yeah, we got, we got a lot of amazing people in here. So if folks want to come up and say hello, uh, definitely come up. Y'all have such a strong community and FOMOing uh, severely at this point. <laughs> I love it, though. I love what you guys are building. I think that it is amazing. I also it's truly, truly admire, um, you know, how how multi-chain you are right now and how much you are embracing um not just the the person behind the PFP or behind the account, but holistically the 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 contenders that are here uh, trying to just be better people and um, you know better participants, not just in the community but in the NFT space as a whole. And that's something that I will forever support. So we do have one person, Jay Brush. How are you? Thanks for joining us. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Uh, yeah, good to be up here. Good to hear good things. So I like yours. Tell me what your PFP is. Why is it so different to the other ones? So this is a Celestial. They're uh, a one-on-one done by our, our team. Um, you know, the people behind Rio, Ferdinand, and Ice Age. So, uh, And I saw someone updated their bio. I think they worked on Mario Brothers, too. So... You know, they're meta good employees and um, there's only 20 of them. Um, they were dropped as desserts and uh, they're on the open market. There's none for sale now. Um, I, I accumulated uh, quite a bit of Genesis and when Ordinals was announced, um, the price almost tripled. I was able to sell some off and uh, grab a cake. And then we did a reveal for the, uh, the Celestial. And uh, there's only four revealed right now. The others are uh, Mark Yusko, who's the CEO of Morgan Creek Capital, um, Charlie Lee, who's the creator of Litecoin, who is a big player, big collector, uh, in Tokyo, Metaverse hotels like that. So pretty exclusive club. Um, I, you know, I'm just part of the community. I'm, in, you know, 
I'm in the trenches with everyone, you know, um, and I was just able to pull off a move and get with these awesome people. So appreciate it. And I see that you also made it on the 300 list. Congratulations. What's the one thing that attracted you to it? Oh, I'm attracted to everything OCM. You know, I want it, I want it all. Um, you know, when they talk about helping us like create wealth and help. So I got into this stuff because like I was a banker back in the day and, uh, you know, saw what happened with the financial crisis and, uh, you know, the ethos of blockchain has always, um, you know, kind of connected with me. So when I, when, when OCM came out, I was like, all right, this is the project that's going to do it. So anything that OCM does, I want it. Um, that's why I wanted the celestial. And, uh, I mean, just when they say they're going to create wealth for the community and, uh, with that wealth, we're going to help other people. Like, you know, I, I have a hundred percent conviction in that. I mean, Danny launched the project with no, no announcement, no Twitter, no Discord, just 100% conviction in the vision. And that's like amazing. Like no one would do that. So, um, you know, I, and I know the alpha hasn't dropped yet, but I believe Dimensions is going to be um, much larger. You know, there's going to be uh, future applications attached to it. So, you know, there's only 300, you know, and that, that's the name of the game, right? We're in scarcity, art, community. That's everything you want in a, in a collection. So I was very, uh, very happy to get on it. Good things. Yesterday we were on uh, financial advice. I think it was yesterday on NFA and Logic, who's a well-known artist in the space, got up and had, had some questions about as an artist, right, having a hard time figuring out exactly how you get this started, how you get launched, how you launch yourself on ordinals, how you take advantage of this amazing opportunity. Um, and I remember that you that you responded. Uh, you know, I can't quote you verbatim. I don't remember exactly that, but I do remember you bringing something up about the dimensions themselves. Why is this interesting from an art perspective on if you know, you know, we have a lot of artists that join us that are just kind of learning about different things. So from, you know, an, an artist that is listening right now um, to the show um, from that angle, um, how does this cater to, to that person that, that, you know, is traditionally a, a digital artist um, wanting to just like everybody else to take advantage of this opportunity and, and embrace this technology? Yeah, I think, um, no, I, I know, so Danny is, he's a software engineer um, and he's an entrepreneur, but he also is an artist. Um, you know, he, he created Genesis um, and Genesis is art. It's um, really the, the, I would say the biggest way to summarize um, what he did is it's code as art. And I think this is a, um, this is a novel thing, you know, a lot of people think of, and this is goes for myself many years ago, you think of code as like, just as sort of like, um, um, I don't know, it, 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 you don't think of it as art, but it actually really is art. Um, once I started coding myself, I realized that like, you, there's a lot of creativity. I mean, it's just nonstop creativity. Uh, because computers are very stubborn machines, and they will tell you no, 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 no. And so you have to be creative and figure out how to make the computer tell you yes, that you actually, you know, get it to work. Um, and so Danny had to do a lot of tinkering with Genesis to, to get it um, deployed back in September 2021. Actually, I think tried to deploy it twice and it failed um, and he almost gave up. I think he spent like two grand um, and he's just like, you know, he's like, if it doesn't work this next time, you know, maybe I'll move on. But he got it to work. Um, and, you know, Danny as an artist, as a creator, um, as just a human, like he really wants to see others um, prosper as well. Like he's like, like Jaybrush said, like he's, he's not doing this to make, um, you know, tons of money. Like we, we want to build a very valuable company and we want to build this wealthy digital nation for our community. 
But I think uh, it should be clear that if Danny, Bill, and Amanda wanted to generate a ton of revenue, they could have done so at any point. Um, even now, you know, we could do things that would have generated like way more revenue than than we'll probably generate. But we're not concerned about that because we know long term what we're doing, and and uh, you know, it's it's gonna it's gonna generate a ton of value, um, you know, over the over the long term. But as far as for artists goes, um, Dimensions is going to be significant because it's going to enable um, not only artists, but other other types of creations as well um, to be built on top of it. It's going to make it so that it's you don't have to do some of the work that that our team had to do. Um, can't can't really go beyond that right now. But basically, Trevor, Trevor has a very good uh, insight on this. What he was talking about yesterday is very, very close, I believe. And so, um, you know, in the next week, we're probably going to release some some information um, that I think will excite a lot of people, a lot of artists. Um, there is a technical barrier to entry with Bitcoin, but you know, one of the I think really good things about our community is if you join our community, like people are teaching each other. Like I have community members that are out there doing things that I don't have time to do, and I can go learn from them very quickly. So. You, when you join Onchain Monkey, like you're not just joining uh, an NFT project that you hold and hope the price goes up. You're joining, I think, one of the best communities, if not the best, in this in this space. And it's about people working together, building together. You know, we have a DAO. Um, there's a close to 2,000 Ethereum in there, so several million dollars of treasury uh, that's available for members to um, put put forth proposals and build together. And we have so many examples of our community members that are doing that already. To great success. There's several small companies that have been built. Um, there are like amazing, um, you know, impact work that's been done. And so, you know, if you're an artist and you're looking for a really good community and you want to learn more about the technical stuff, hop into our Discord and just start start asking questions. Our community is always there. Um, our team is there. You can you can uh, ping me. I go it's not boogie in the Discord. Um, we're always happy to help and, and onboard new people. Man, you are too good at this. I was just about to start asking you, what can we look forward to on Unchained Monkey and how can we, you know, participate and engage? So, yeah, you you beat me to the punch. Um, if there's anything else that you want to add to that? Um, I mean, I would just say again, you know, this is this is a time, you know, the reason I came into this space, I put out a, a pretty long tweet Um just titled it, the people are the alpha. I've been saying that for, for quite some time. And, um, you know, I, I was on a path to, like, I, I worked in corporate America, as I mentioned. So I worked for, you know, Boeing and Amazon. These are two very large enterprise companies, um, very powerful organizations, you know, like Boeing um, at one point was, you know, one of, I mean, still is, I think one of, I don't know where it sits, but it's one of the largest defense contractors in the world. I mean, it builds a lot of the weapons um, of war and it's one of the largest commercial airline um you know, companies in the world. And then I work for Amazon and, you know, we all know what Amazon does um, on the retail side, but on the, on the, um, on and the AWS side, they run a lot of the infrastructure of the internet. So these are very powerful organizations, a lot of interesting things happening inside of them. But when I saw the opportunity to work uh, here at Metagood and, and start to build something that wasn't about, um, it's, it's a different, it's a different ethos. It's a different goal. And, you know, we have the opportunity truly to change the world here. I, I absolutely believe that with 100% conviction. It's why I'm here every day. And so I think the message that I want to send to people is like, this is the time to find find the best people and, and connect with them. 
And I think we have some of those best people um, in OCM and we're growing it consistently, organically. So if you're on the sidelines thinking about, you know, where do you want to spend your time over the next couple of years? I would strongly urge people to consider spending it with us. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying there's not other good community members or communities out there. I know there are because I'm, I've been a member of them. It's how I've met a lot of the people in the space. Um, I want to shout out Jen. I see her down there. I met her in, in Las Vegas uh, for the first time last year. Um, and we recently just started chatting again. And, you know, it's, there's a lot of people um, that have been operating in, in parallel. And it's time to start, um, it's time to start connecting. And this is a new, this is a new era on Bitcoin. Uh, it's a new era for, for blockchain technology and, and really just for, I think, the world. Like, we have the opportunity to build something great right now. And I think we should all, you know, be focused on that. Amazing. Absolutely. It's all about connections, right, in the space, because uh, truly, we cannot do this all alone. We have to be able to link up with people who believe that the, the the things that we believe, the people who have the good intentions that we have, and, and um, that's the only way that we get to move this space forward. So I completely agree with you. Good things. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. This is going to be it. Tonight, we get to actually hear the alpha from Danny. I tried my best. I tried my best to be able to pry it out of good things, but he just is not budging. That's okay. We're just going to have to listen into tonight. So tonight, Danny's going to be on the GM show with um, Nine Gag CEO. That's a huge deal. Congratulations on that. That's a very huge deal. 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, right? Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. So just just so folks know, too, um, so... Uh, Danny has actually been um, an advisor to Memeland since the beginning, um, and and Ray is an investor in MetaGood and a holder of OnChain Monkey. Um, it's another it's another kind of thing that kind of goes under the radar because Danny's very humble, and you know we're not looking to like constantly publicize that. But I say this because um, these are two very like like Danny is a powerhouse and Ray is absolutely a powerhouse. And so these are two um, amazing builders that I think together are, are building amazing things. And so, um, you know, yeah, we, I just want to mention that so folks know um, it, it's not like, um, you know, anyways, yeah, I just want to mention that so folks know. For sure. Ray is the freaking goat. But so is Danny. And so are you. And so are you, everybody who tuned in and listened to us today. Thank you so much. You could have been absolutely everywhere else, but you chose to be with us. And truly from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate that. Make sure if you haven't already that you're following good things, that you're following NFT Fiend, that you're following my personal account, Bell NFT, so you can stay in the know of all of the amazing speakers and topics that we have lined up for you. We do the show every single Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Next week, we have on Cher Lazar. So be sure to tune into that one. That should be a fantastic conversation. If you didn't know, now you know. And I will see you guys next week. Have a good one, everybody. Yeah.